The Florida Panthers returned home to FLA Live Arena where they played their final game of their season series against the Philadelphia Flyers, defeating them by a final score of 6-3. to three. Sam Reinhardt gets a hat trick in this one, and Pateri Lindbaum makes his Cats debut. And we have Nick Fairbanks from Panther Parkway to, on this Fairbanks Friday to discuss this 6-3 to three victory over Philly before the Florida Panthers head to the road for seven straight road games, all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, March 11th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And don't forget to also follow the Crosscheck NHL shows, Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So the Cats just continue this wonderful ride of just scoring in bunches and the power play continuing to at least get two plus goals in the last five games um in four of the last five games excuse me and just a big factor in where what's contributing to the panthers now winning five in a row now and to to here to talk about this winning streak the florida panthers returning home for one game before heading on the road is uh nick fairbanks from pantherparkway.com on this fairbanks friday so Nick, welcome back to the show. No, uh, thank you again. Uh, we've made it two weeks in a row, and I'm starting to think that uh, Fairbanks Fridays is starting to become synonymous with winning. <laughs> yes, that 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 definitely uh, ha- has a lot to do. Maybe that has a lot to do with it. It's a <laughs> it's a beauty. It's a a chef's kiss that the Florida Panthers continue to win when you come on the show. Um, and speaking of. Uh, winning and all that jake jacob winans who was in person for the game against the philadelphia flyers uh his uh streak ended of the florida panthers losing when he attends games so good news on the florida panthers on on that on that part of things but let, let's let talk about go ahead yeah i was gonna say if i might say we did tell him to leave the building after the second period <laughs> so yeah so we just put that out there for you fans we we were thinking about you Mm-hmm, absolutely and with this final game of the three game series um three game season series against the philadelphia flyers the the cats um they just uh continue like i said at the top four out of the last five games they've had at least two plus power play goals uh sam reinhardt gets a hat trick tonight and jonathan huberdo takes the lead in the art ross race um for the nhl ekblad all four of his assists were secondary assists but still a big contributing factor to this win bob was amazing 24 of 26 i believe yep 24 of 26 and the the panthers they just continue um this this ride of 
winning and just continuing to build off of that recent losing streak after after that. So how are you feeling right now, man? Feeling very, very good. Um, this team is doing things that we, we haven't seen. We're seeing a maturation process that I think fans have been waiting for for over 20 years, to be honest with you. Um, there would be streaks where they would go on a 12-game winning streak, and then obviously they would come down to earth and lose the next three or four. Um, they would make the playoffs, but then they would make it difficult on their sel- on themselves, and they wouldn't really be able to find a way to, I guess, change their game when the game was changing on them. Uh, so I think the last two games, especially uh, you know the game against Pittsburgh and then also this game, you saw how the game changed and how they reacted to it and how they were able to change their style. And um, Carter Verhage said it the best that they can play any game. If this team can continue this kind of play and this kind of um, you know, process that they're going through, we may have a very, very happy ending to this story. And now that's three games in a row for Carter Hagee getting on the score sheet and four in the last three games. And let's let's talk a little bit about how Carter Hagee made his impact. On both of the goals that he scored, there was a little bit of hesitation before before shooting the puck and getting it through to Carter Hart. One of them was on a spin move going um, clockwise uh, to- towards the goal, and the other one was just going a little bit by himself as well. So just and – he, and he went on a little bit of a drought um, mm-hmm. these these last few weeks and just, just goes to show that when you take a chance on someone – I mean, this is a guy who wasn't qualified an offer from the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning just a few years ago. And of course, when you're good, when you're a good team consistently, you're not going to be able to pay everybody. And that was just uh, is like one man's trash is a is another person's uh, treasure. And that that's kind of like what I see the Florida Panthers with getting someone like Carter Verhage. Yeah, and uh, he's he's proven his worth to this team. Uh, last season, uh, he scored 18 or 19 goals, and now just this game, he was he's eclipsed that. Now he has a new career high. Um, you know, you spoke about the two goals that he scored tonight. I think the first one caught Carter Hart off guard a little bit because he didn't know if he was going to shoot it or not or pass it because, you know, the Florida Panthers are known to be pass happy. And then the second goal, uh, he's has such an effective shot that, um, you know, if he's got a two on one, three on one, whatever it's going to be, he's going to shoot the puck. And, um, you know, I wish more players would be like him. But you know what? As long as he's putting pucks in the back of the net, I have no problem with that. Uh, last week, you know, he, you know, we talked about it on, you know, Fairbanks Friday that, you know, he's going through a rough patch, you know, he was taking penalties that he shouldn't have. I mean, he took a couple more tonight, unfortunately, I was calling him the new Frank Petrano a little bit, but, um, (laughs) I was also praising the fact that we signed him to an extension, uh, one year before he was going to become, you know, a free agent and everything. So, um, I think the fact that they did their due diligence and scouting him, um, you know, and bringing him over um, has paid off huge for the team. And uh, can't wait to see what he does uh, going forward. This was a game all about career highs. Like, we we discussed this before even recording that on the same play, Jonathan Huberto got a career high in assists, which was also a Panthers franchise record in assists with 63, but now has uh, 64 towards the end of the game. Duclair, 
now a fourth straight game with a power play goal. And that is his career high in goals as well, um, beating his previous career high when he was with the Ottawa Senators. Just miles, just a milestone day for this Florida Panthers team. And in years past, the Florida Panthers have had to rely on Huberdeau, Barkoff, and Ekblad to do the scoring, but they were doing more of the distributing. And that, and this is the perfect example of the role players on the team and the core three helping out the other role players because you see Jonathan Huberdeau with four points, Aaron Ekblad with four points, Barkoff gets two as well. So it's just a product of what happens when you put these pieces around the Panthers and you see it very well in Edmonton with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl who they haven't had much of the help around them and look look it, it the you reap what you sow and that's what really what Bill Zito and the Florida Panthers have been able to accomplish and it's resulting in this career high production just in this game alone with three players uh, beautifully put um, I really don't have too much to add on that other than you know, when it comes to career highs and everything, um, you know, with certain players, um, the fact is, is that, you know, I was wondering if there's going to be, uh, you know, a few players this season that were going to be able to even top their numbers or even uh, match their numbers from last season. And that was going to be a concern because if they couldn't produce the output they did last season, um, how is the team going to be able to manage, uh, you know, going into the season or even, you know, keeping up the pace that they have. And, um, I did not expect him to be scoring at this pace this season at all. So, um, you know, as you said, it, it's the core coming together and having the pieces together um, that have really fleshed this whole team out. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And on top of that, I mean, it's all about, you know, chemistry. Verhege was never taken off of the top line, even though he was slumping. It's because he, they knew that Barkoff and him pair well together. I'm interested to see if they're going to add somebody else to that top line. I know Maxine Mammon is doing his best right now. He just needs to finish a few goals. Um, and, you know, you have Anthony Duclair that slots perfectly on that second line. Um, him and Uberto, you know, remind me of a younger, you know, Barkoff, um, you know, combination when they played together. But, you know, it, it's really nice to see that the core doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting and that the um, the other players – can come in and uh, take care of business mm -hmm. and and you you added on to that really well and it's great to see that they don't have to carry the load for this florida panthers team but we're going to talk more about this game and mostly about the debut of florida panthers defenseman pateri Lindbaum on this six to three win over the philadelphia flyers but first we're going to tell you all about the bar it's that time of year where i pretty much given up on all my new year's resolutions but not this year i'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to built bar it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them have you tried the puffs if you haven't then you're missing out on built bar's best tasting bars puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they're a treat and they're covered in 100 real chocolate Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your favorite. All Bilt Bars are covered with 100% chocolate. Puffs included. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 200 to 300 calories. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. 
Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. Second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And one player that I really want to talk about and that really impressed a lot of people was Pateri Limbaum, Olympic gold medalist for the Finnish national team, someone who's very familiar with the likes of an Alexander Barkov and an Anton Lundell on this roster. And my God, he impressed. I mean, he had a block shot earlier on York. Um, he had that hip check on Lafton. Um, and just bringing in that toughness that the Florida Panthers um, definitely need. I mean, again, I don't think it def- it moves the needle for this Florida Panthers team, but it's giving them an extra boost on that on the final line of defense. So I think I've come up with a nickname for him already. And okay. It's only been one game. Uh, I don't know if it's going to stick. I'm going to try it out, but um, I've already nicknamed him Pretty Bomb. Pretty Bomb. Um, <laughs> Love it. So the fact that he went up against Giroux and basically just crushed him across the boards uh, takes a lot of uh, you know what, and nobody really kind of stepped up to him. So guess what he does next? He puts Lawton into the boards, knocking out that ad video board that they have there and perfectly legal, clean hit. The only other person I think that could throw a hit on that team right now is probably Radko Gudis. And a lot of people would be thinking that, oh, well, it's going to be a dirty hit or it's questionable. I don't think any of the other defensemen on the team could throw a hit like that. They're not designed to do that, but it's something that the Panthers have been missing. They needed a big, strong defenseman on the back end and it's something that i think that they've been looking for they may not have to go get a defenseman now um, i know sounds, it's been, you might be right i i know and it, it it's only one game sure. we need to see how he fares out before the trade deadline and everything like that but um he might just be the stay-at-home physical defenseman that the panthers have needed and there's a little bit of a game that the Florida Panthers broadcast played right before puck dropped, like a few minutes right before seven o'clock hit. And they were talking about fact or fiction about Randy Moeller saying, if this Panthers team does not make a move at the deadline, are they still in prime position to win the Stanley cup? And they said, yes. And I kind of agreed though. Of course you would like to add a right wing to bark to bark off. You, you would like to add another defenseman, but still what they've been able to do their, their road power play numbers are, are are better. That's for sure. Their power play in general is better. I mean, they went three for three tonight. I mean, I, I I don't know if the Panthers have had a perfect power play this season, but if I but I, I think this might be the only time this season that they've been perfect on the power play. Their penalty kill streak did come to an end at 15 and 15. But hey, beggars uh, beggars can't be choosers when it comes to the success of the special teams and one thing doesn't go your way with, with everything. Mm. But this special teams unit without Lundell as well, Noah is on the, on the top pair Huberto. It's funny. I feel like this is a talking point. Every game Huberto had a beautiful deflection um, while on the PK to, to exit the puck in the zone towards the end of a power play. And it's just that continued conversation that I just want to have 
is like, what are people seeing in Huberto's defensive game that's that's having people talk about how he's not in the conversation for the heart? And and after a game like tonight, that 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 I think it was the very first PK that the Florida Panthers were on that he had that um, beautiful stop in front of the net, four points tonight, and being uh-huh. unselfish to Sam Reinhart, especially at the end to help him get his hat trick leading the Art Ross race, there has to be some type of chance for Jonathan Huberto to get the heart. So there's two things to that. Number one, I think that the the people who say that he's not in the running or he's not even in the top 10 are individuals that don't watch the Florida Panthers. They're pumping their own tires for a specific player or players that they believe so, and then they want to back it up understandably by analytics and data, um, which the data, you know, it's, it, it can draw comparisons and it can, you know, definitely be something used in, you know, in favor for somebody or in disfavor for somebody. But I honestly think that they're just running it by the numbers. They're saying, well, you know, this person's picked up their defensive game and Uberdo doesn't. I don't think they're watching at all. They're not watching him on the PK. They're not watching him during actual play when he's breaking up plays that what they're doing right now. And I was actually reading one of the Twitter um, feeds going on today that they're just basically nitpicking certain plays. Yeah. Uberto got caught on a play and a goal got scored. I wonder how many times that happened uh, with Matthews this season. And I wonder actually if it happened tonight with the Toronto Maple Leafs losing to the Arizona Coyotes. So you really have to really wonder who these individuals are really going for and what their angle is on it. But definitely um, Uberto should be in the conversation, at least top three, you know, in, you know, my humble, uh, you know, Homer opinion. <laughs> at least you, at least you admit it, but um, Jacob Chickren. I'm and not from Toronto got either. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Chickren got two uh, goals in that one, including the game winner in overtime on the road. Um, Toronto drops a point um, in that one. So, and Jack Campbell is out for two weeks now. I mean, having a great season at the beginning and it was, uh, I guess the, the injuries uh, caused his play to go down, but Toronto's in trouble right now. Oh, they're, they're in a lot of trouble and the Florida Panthers play them on March 27th. So that is definitely a game to look forward to. But one, th- it's funny. We were talking about uh, another thing we were talking about pre-recording that I want to talk about is there are so many ties to the city of Buffalo in this game and around the NHL storylines related to that city. Jack Eichel makes his return to, uh, to Buffalo for the first time. Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked the final score on that one, but the last time I saw it was two, one uh, Sabres in the middle of the third period. But um, the, and then you have Sam Reinhart in this game scoring a hat trick. You have Rasmus Ristolainen who just got an extension for the Philadelphia Flyers, but had two, penalties really early in the game that really hurt the Philadelphia Flyers after getting extended. They give up more for Ristolainen than the Florida Panthers gave up for uh, Sam Reinhart. I mean, you think, think about, and Randy, Randy Moeller and, and, and the crew as well talked about Sam Reinhart possibly being the best acquisition this offseason for any team. You think about it. Of the first round pick that's going to go to Buffalo Chances are it's going to be a high pick. Chances are. And Devin Levi, a, a, mm-hmm. an asset that was influenced by Luongo, 
increases his value based on what he did in the world juniors. And you use that ammunition to get a, a proven player, uh, at least a 20 goal score in Sam Reinhardt, who I think he's only had one season without 20. I mean, just, just incredible. What, what this fit has been um, NHL.com doesn't have um, the numbers updated right now for Sam Reinhardt, but entering this game, he was at, at exactly a point per game. So now he's, oh, he's two over the average right now in point production and i believe this is like his second um hat trick of the season but man what an incredible find for uh bill zito putting reinhardt in a better situation um and just and he's doing this in a bottom six role which is the best part couple things about that and uh number one buffalo did win alex tuck who was traded for Jack Eichel, skated past Eichel on an empty net and scored. So in a way, uh, that was poetic. Secondly, um, I think Sam Reinhart was, he was supposed to be one of the main guys. He was supposed to be the core. Uh, he was drafted very high. Him and Jack Eichel and uh, Rasmus Dahlin uh, were supposed to, you know, bring uh, Buffalo out of the dark ages per se. And it just was not working. Um, whether it was ownership management issues and we we've seen that down here in florida but it just doesn't seem like that they had a you know a vision um that was going to work or not all the same uh management pieces were on the same page so unfortunately they had to blow it up they had to get rid of some players to kind of bring in um some new blood uh happy for buffalo and their win tonight but um i think florida by far is going to win this trade um that that draft pick that they're going to get is going to be um in the high 20s if not the thirties, uh, depending on how the Panthers finish. And then, you know, Devin Levi, um, you know, you use potential. Uh, they haven't proven a thing in the NHL, so you can do anything you want in world juniors and everything. It doesn't mean you're going to, you know, amount to anything in the NHL, not saying he's not going to do that, but you know what, you use that as your ammunition, as you say, and you pick up a premier player who's not part of the core, but has been a huge player for the Florida Panthers this season. You said Alex Tuck scored for the Buffalo Sabres, but it was not only just Alex Tuck. Another piece of that trade scored Krebs. as well. Peyton Krebs uh, scored for the the Buffalo Sabres in a 3-1 to one win. And Alex Tuck is a uh, New York native. Uh, he's from Syracuse, from the area, grew up a Sabres fan. And it must have been good to, to have this win for the Buffalo Sabres against the and some people can choose which side they want to be on. I'm on the side of the player with Jack Eichel mm -hmm. with everything. And just, you know, I, it I just I didn't work really, out. Yeah. It just didn't work out. And there were a mix of booze and there were a mix of uh, cheers. I would, if I were a Sabres fan, I would cheer. Um, I, I would have been one of those people. It's just, just that elite of a player and just not being able to sniff the playoffs once. Yep. It, it's just, it's just criminal. Um, for, um for so he did say i think uh post game was that that's the loudest he's ever heard that arena in his whole time there that was the loudest it's ever been so um whether that was booze or cheers that says something mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure yeah yeah so people can read into that what they want but yeah we're we're going to discuss more about the state of the atlantic the state of the nhl right now and the Florida Panthers upcoming road trip on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. But first, we're going to tell you all 
about Bet Online, and it's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. For all the odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, March 11th edition. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Florida Panthers win 6-3. Now 30-0-0 after leading in the second period. They reach the 40-win mark of the season. Bob goes 24-26 of in this one. And let's take a... Let's take a look around um, the NHL. So we just mentioned how Toronto um, lost to Arizona. Um, They lost 5-4 in um, overtime. The Red Wings and Wild had a, no no pun intended, wild game, which we almost saw a goalie fight in that one Mm -hmm. um, between uh, Ned and Cam Talbot. But this was probably the game of the night. Colorado versus um, Carolina. Carolina comes out with a two nothing win over the Colorado Avalanche and the and Gabriel Landeskog actually complained about the officials when he said he never never does so that one is uh, something to like definitely uh, look into. Um, <laughs> Anders Lee gets his first career hat trick uh, for the New York Islanders and Igor Shosturkin. Uh, mm-hmm. We could touch on this a little bit. Igor Shosturkin was pulled. Uh, today, um, starting for the New York Rangers. So we it, it's only one game, but getting pulled and the St. Louis Blues scoring uh, six goals in this one and Jonathan Huberto taking a uh, place in the Art Ross. Um, where do you think that where do you think that changes the conversation? And if it does, how much does it change the heart conversation on a night like tonight? So around the NHL, I'm very pleased to see the results and everything. Um, obviously, I'm no fan of Carolina, but, you know, they took out a possible Stanley Cup, you know, uh, rivalry uh, coming up in Colorado. Uh, always glad to see Toronto lose. Um, I am I knew they weren't out of it, but, you know, I'm glad they did lose in overtime. But uh, back to your question about Shesterkin, uh, it's been, as, as you said, one game. But you have to start to wonder if they've burned him out or if he's played too much. Um, I know sometimes when these goalies get hot that you consistently want to ride them and it's the right thing to do. But now we're getting into springtime. And, you know, if you're in a position you are like the New York Rangers, maybe you want to set him a few games. Maybe give him some rest and everything. Let him build up his, uh, you know, his mojo again and, uh, you know, go into the playoffs, you know, with that right mentality. Um, Because there's, you know, nothing like having a goaltender going into the playoffs that has the hot hand. And if he doesn't have that for the Rangers, I can't honestly say that they're going to get past round one. He's been their entire season. Mm -hmm. And um, he's played in 38 of 37 of their 58 uh, games uh, this season. So if my math is correct, just about over two thirds uh, of the season. So. So, yeah, it it would definitely uh, benefit from resting, but it's like if Georgiev doesn't perform well and they start losing, they might have to go in a panic and just have to like put them back in. So that's a little bit of uh, you have, you have to see like what you got as well. 
And here's an actual score update for Tampa Bay versus Calgary. Calgary has taken the lead with 17-20 left in the third period. So there was a time where the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, went on a little bit of a of a lead in the division. But even with this losing streak a little bit for the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, no, no way the Florida Panthers can afford to not take their foot off the gas pedal, especially now where the next seven games are on the road. Four of them out in the West Coast. The Florida Panthers are going to be um, out for a week. They will return to Florida right before heading uh, to Canada. But based on the recent road success, they've now won five straight road games, um, 14, 7, and 5 now. And there was a point where they were 4, 4, and 4. How are you feeling about this upcoming trip for the Panthers? Very good. Uh, I mean, it's always nice to go out West Coast. Um, You know, I love California and everything. But, you know, these are going to be some late games. So I hope uh, Panther fans are going to be staying up for each and every one of them. I can't wait to see uh, what they do against the Kings. Um, Not so interested against the Ducks. Um, And then I believe they're playing San Jose on this trip. Yes, the order is is L.A., San Jose, mm -hmm. Vegas, Anaheim. So San Jose, yeah, go ahead. And Vegas and Anaheim are back-to-back. Ooh. So maybe we either start Spencer and Anaheim and then Bob and Vegas, I'm thinking. Mm. But, no, I I think there's only one team in California that I'm interested in actually watching. I think the other two teams, unfortunately, uh, they're going to be looking to be sellers. Um, San Jose, um, I'm actually looking forward to this because, in a way, I I forget who it was. I think it's Logan Couture tweeted it out a couple years ago that – it wasn't Bob Bugner's fault that the Florida Panthers were not making the playoffs or they weren't doing well. Well, how, how, how's that working out for you now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the team is, you, that team is decimated. Um, they, they are going to be probably trading Thomas hurdle probably at the deadline. If they don't, it'll probably be this off season. And mm, I'm always, I always liked playing against former coaches just to kind of give it to them. Like, Hey, you know, if you would have done a better job, maybe this is the team that you would have been coaching. So it's going to be two former coaches that the Florida Panthers will be uh, facing ah. with Pete DeBoer as well. So and Pe- uh, and Peter's yeah. not doing well in Vegas right now. I don't I don't know if they're in a playoff spot. I think they're trying to get the wild card right now. Yeah, um, looking at that now, they're barely hanging on to the third spot in the Pacific Division, but Edmonton mm-hmm. um, is closing in on the points percentage, and the two wild card spots are two central teams right now out in the West in Dallas and Nashville. So the – but, I mean, with with San Jose, though, even before Bob Bugner took over as coach, they were, they were taking a little bit of time to, like, hit the reset button, and they were kind of, like – hesitant on doing it so a lot of the bad contracts were like on their team they're still trying to like take a few years before they take some of those bad contracts off they bought out martin jones just um this offseason <laughs> i mean speaking of martin jones he had a great uh game against the florida panthers in their second matchup where the mm-hmm. florida panthers i, I mean it, it was one nothing heading into the third in that one but yep. um still like it's going to be a rough few years. And you, you talk about the Evander Kane situation as well, clearing those books, which is a benefit for uh, San Jose um, after all of that. But LA, I'm mostly interested in that game from this perspective is 
The last time these two teams faced, I mean, LA has been one of the best road teams in all of the NHL. So how would, how, I wonder how that game would have fared if the Florida Panthers had a full lineup, because remember that was the day before they got shut down due to COVID back in December. And that was just the, that was the debut of Cole Schwitt. Um, Denisenko was back in, in the mix as well. Um, it was uh, Matt Kirstead. He got his uh, NH- at first NHL goal in that one. And I'm missing what Chase Prisky. Chase Prisky made yep. his return uh, to the lineup as well um, in, in that game. But this time around, the Florida Panthers are going to have a hopefully full lineup. Maybe we'll see uh, an Anton Lindell back um, in, in the mix. Um, but oh. also, great to, also great to see that the Florida Panthers have been able to do this without Lindell. I mean, they can survive in the short term without without them but that la that la game most importantly the health perspective and the fact that the rebuild of the la kings is going way better than um it, way better than it was at the beginning it definitely is they they have a couple of draft picks that are now coming up um that are you know providing dividends for them um you know it doesn't hurt that they got uh philip Deneau in uh free agency and he's played very well for them. Um, it takes the pressure off of Anze Kopitar, so Kopitar can do what he needs to. He's not the focal point of the offense anymore. He can play his two-way game, and Philip Deneau can fill the other spots that are needed. So um, very big signing, underrated signing, I think, for them, and I don't think a lot of people gave them a lot of credit. Um, so hats off to them for that. And their defensive game's actually been a lot better um, than I expected as well. Um, you know, especially with Drew Dottie still back there. And um, I believe they have a couple of other younger guys that are, you know, just coming up. But um, I'm interested to see what kind of game that these two teams are going to play. Um, I don't know if it's going to be high scoring. And I know we say that every single game and then Florida rips up six or seven goals on the scoreboard. But um, I would like to see a two-way matchup on this one. I want to see the top two centers go at it and see, you know, who comes out on top. Uh, Kopitar versus Barkoff. The late night hockey on a Sunday night. And for people who like golf, that's also the same day as the final round of the players championship. So a great sports <laughs> day, at, at, le- at least for me. And I hope people who uh, enjoy uh, both of them get to definitely enjoy a Sunday full of uh, great sports watching. And they don't, they don't intersect as far as their start time. So people, people who like both, you are able to watch both. And the fact that that LA Kings game it's at the beginning of the road trip, not towards the end. So they that that that's what I kind of like in this uh, part of the schedule. But anyways, next Nick, I want to tell I want to thank you once again for uh, coming on to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Fairbanks Friday. Tell everybody where they can follow you online. They can follow me on Twitter uh, at Prudentia Zero or on uh, well, who do I write for again? <laughs> um, Basically, um, you guys can find my writing um, on the internet right now. And I haven't put up an article in a while. Um, It's more or less, I love doing these podcasts and everything and doing it live with Armando and everything. But uh, Panther Parkway should be uh, putting up some articles here very soon. So definitely look, check us out, uh, pantherparkway.com. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you once again for joining the show. We'll be back on Monday to discuss the Florida Panthers game against the LA Kings. It's We're going to have some late night podcasts and we're going to be doing post game uh, podcasts after these West Coast games. So stay up with us as, as we'll be covering all of these games. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, 
Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.